Okay, we want to welcome you guys to the channel. My name is JD, and this is Stern's Tech Talk. Got my co-host here, Miguel, and we've got some big-time updates for you guys. Uh, WWDC just happened on Monday. Apple has released uh, quite a few developer betas from iOS 16 all the way up to macOS Ventura, along with some expected hardware. Um, but first off, I actually want to talk about next year's iPhone, the 14 and 14 Max. Um, looks like we are going to have what the rumors indicated is going to be an A15 Bionic chip on the base iPhone 14s. So, A few months ago, we had talked about this, uh, the rumor that the uh, 14 was just going to have the A15 for the base model, and then the Pro models were going to have the A16 Bionic chip. I am really not in favor of this, mainly not because, you know, for myself, but just because a company making that kind of move. You have the same, basically the same exact model with the same exact Intel inside, and there basically is just nothing changed. The 14 base model is the exact same thing as the 13, and it, it almost you lose the marketing for that because who wants to buy the same exact thing again? You just slap a 14 on there. You throw the same chip in there, and you call it the 14. It's like, I just, I'm not down with this really at all. Yeah, and I mean, there's no design change. There's They're not no. getting, you know, the eye hole um, camera layout. So it's, it's, it is. It's very much the same. They're not even, I don't even think they're going to change the rear camera layout as well. It's just going to be a diagonal again. So um, my big question was, before we got some, what seems to be, a strong confirmation on the, the expected prices of these two phones, the iPhone 14 and 14 Max, um, was going to be, is there going to be a price reduction on this? You know, you're offering these consumers, you know, a, a same phone with the same chip. Are you going to lower the price on it? Um, and from what we've been seeing on Twitter, uh, they're expecting the iPhone 14 to go at 799 and the 14 Max to be 899 um, they're going to rock a 6.1 and a 6.7 inch 60 hertz notched OLED display, dual cameras with a base model of 6 gigabytes and 128 storage. So um, I don't know. That just doesn't really seem like the best move. Um, and after I saw that, my next question was going to be, what are they going to do with the iPhone 13? If they follow suit, um, they're going to keep the 13 and probably the 13 mini. Um, I, th I think between those two, if I was going to guess which one they might drop, it would be the 13 because I feel like the 13 mini is still kind of a, um, it's a niche for you know, certain consumers. Um, but if they do keep the 13, that, that's where I'm like, okay, you have pretty much two phones in your lineup that are practically identical aside from the model name. Yeah, and it also should mention they are the same price from what um, this um, tweet has mentioned the uh, one I think you mentioned it was seven ninety nine. The iPhone thirteen did originally cost seventy nine ninety nine, and it still shows that it's seven ninety nine. So not a big price change there. It's just the exact same thing. Um, I would also um, slightly disagree with you on that. I think they probably would drop the mini, um, just because it was it was a niche to bring back, and I think a lot of people were kind of brought in back to that because they hadn't seen anything like it since the iPhone 5 but I also think that you're marketing uh, something that most people are not 
like using if if that makes sense like you're using a phone that about like bigger than I'd say the 6 it's uh it's not exactly the same thing you'd be getting with the 5 before uh it's just people are used to a size they continue using that size and then they see that small mini come out and they're like okay that's interesting but I'm already used to this you know I but again I do agree with you in a well, sense Well the only reason niche. why yeah, the only reason why I, I would I would disagree with that point is because this is going to be the last mini that they make, and I True. think that a lot of people would want them to hold on to that. So I mean, we'll have we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I can see both. I can see a lot of people, you know, looking at this from both perspectives that we're we're you know presenting here. And then real quick, uh, from what we're, what we're seeing, the um, 14 Pro series, they're going to rock the A16 chip. Um, 6.1 6.7 inch as well but that's going to have 120 hertz dual hole punch oled displays which will have that um eye hole camera array um obviously it'll have its typical triple camera array on the back and it'll start off with six gigs of ram and 256 storage the annoying part is and i think this is due to either as always it goes back to a chip shortage or uh the fact that they're now offering a max base 14 model um, but the price is expected to hike by hundred dollars. You're going to have um, $1,099 for the Pro and $1,199 for the Pro Max. So, um, I guess we probably kind of saw that coming anyway. Doesn't make me happy to see that, but um, it is what it is. So, with that being said, um, did you have any other thoughts on that at all? I think uh, that that the the Pro series will definitely be the ones that I'll be more interested in. Oh yeah, obviously. for sure. I don't think you anyone would really want to buy just the base 14. You have to by now at this time you have to start with the uh, pro model, at least the pro. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be trying that one out. I don't really have yeah, any interest same. in even p- testing out the base model just because there's nothing. I mean, the only you you could technically test out the Max and like okay, I didn't spend that much money, and you know see how big of an iPhone Max is, and you know ha- you know take it around for a ride for you know two to three weeks and see if you like it. But um, outside of that, you know, the 14 Pros, that's kind of where it's where it's at for right now. And we'll have to wait and see for the iPhone 15 for the uh, USB-C, as it's rumored. So with that being said, I think we're going to go ahead and move on to the big updates from Apple. Um, I was kind of impressed by uh, some of what they released. Um, we'll go ahead and start off with iOS 16. Um, did you see anything in there that kind of popped out at you? Something that you're like, I was waiting for this because I'm telling you, I, I I was really kind of impressed with what they did. Yeah, I was. Um, again, I go back to um, us always talking about like a year ago when we just had these ideas for the next iOS and the one after that and how it would look. This is something that I've been really wanting, and um, obviously JD and I we uh, we have the um, the beta test and we're in it and checking it out and it's really cool like the main the uh, lock screen completely changed and i am like so hyped for that it looks really cool you can now customize it it. phenomenal it is yeah like i am seriously amazed with this and they're finally getting the customization with something they've been really shallow on for quite some time now so uh, that's that's my main thing that i'm really like up for 
for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, the custom, it's it's kind of interesting because when you think about iPhone, you're not really thinking, oh, they're like the king of customization. No, that has no. been a crown that has gone to Android <laughs> for years yes. upon years. They have really pretty much started out that way. Um, and I'm not saying that Apple is making up any large amounts of ground with this update. What I am saying is I think people will actually welcome this, the ability to customize your, your lock screen, um, have you know maybe some different fonts in there. Even if it's not like fully customizable and you can just have a whole library of fonts, it's something that kind of gives your phone a little bit more, of char- char- a little bit more character, some personalization Absolutely. to it. Um, and, uh, you know, I mentioned this to Miguel yesterday when I was looking at this uh, developer beta. Um, it's, it's nice to actually have the widget where you can see what your iPhone battery's percentage is on your lock screen. Oh, yeah. We kind of lost that once we had the iPhone X released. And I'm kind of glad to have that back in some, you know, sort of form. Um, but there's just been so many uh, different lock screens that we've tested out over the past, you know, 24 hours. And, um, you know, we had the astronomy widgets, the weather widgets. Um, you know, personalizing it, changing colors and stuff like that. So that's really been the biggest thing that we've been um, kind of testing out. And, you know, as, as time goes on, um, obviously Apple released more, you know, updates, more betas. Um, but at this point in time, I, I, what I really have to say, the most, the thing that I'm really shocked about is just the performance. Um, I don't, I, I, I will have to wait a few days to see how other reviewers will look at this update. But um, from the battery uh, life to the stability I, i've had really f- very few issues um probably the biggest thing that keeps on coming up um is just the music app that's crashing that's it um i've been able to make phone calls bluetooth has been working fine i haven't really noticed any other major problems the phone hasn't randomly restarted or anything like that so it's only been 24 hours but let me put it this way for our listeners here there have been far worse betas than this yeah um that have just either bricked phones or there's just been a whole bunch of bugs. So um, it'll, it'll definitely be um, a nice change of pace to see this um, progress further. And um, I'm definitely going to be using the uh, my 11 Pro as a primary for um, my uh, SIM card. So because I really want to I really want to test this out and see how, how it works um, on a day to day basis. And I know that Miguel, he has his only uh, iPhone 13 Pro. And uh, he'll definitely be testing it out on a daily basis as well to give you guys a really, um, you know, in-depth look at it and, um, you know, not messing around with any secondary phones. <laughs> yeah, I only have just one. I can only deal with just one. Um, just a couple <laughs> other just a couple other uh, big changes to mention. You can now um, edit messages and undo them as well, um, which is really cool, honestly. That's, I mean, hey, my... JD just played a prank on me earlier, and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. What a mad lad. Uh, so other thing is, <laughs> um, with the focus stuff, you can now choose, uh, excuse me, your choice of lock screen widgets uh, can now be tied back to your focus mode, so you have a little more customization with your focus, um, which is cool. Yeah, they, they pretty much just made it a, you know, a large-scale watch. You know, I, I, yeah. I like the fact that they did that just just to, just to be able to swipe between stuff, um, because I know for me, I change my wallpapers frequently. I know my wife doesn't. And there's a lot of people that don't. And I get that. But for those of us who do, this is perfect. You just get to swipe from, you know, left to right after you, you know, hold down on the lock screen. And I think that's a great way to do it and, and tie that in for sure. So, yeah. Uh, I'd also like to mention what you meant, um, what you had talked about before, how there weren't any bugs in this developer beta, um, hardly at all, 
And my guess is maybe Apple's kind of switching some things up. They're they're getting ahead of the game, working uh, working out all the bugs before the beta release, so that way the actual you know customer or whatever can have a better experience with it and give some a little bit better feedback into more specific things than just the bugs. That's what really made this beta great for me, especially because I've hardly yeah. had any problems at all. Um, I, I I haven't actually had that um, bug with the music. Um, so I've actually had a better experience, I guess you could say, but it is just really great. <laughs> it, I'm not even kidding. Like this is probably the, this is the best beta they've made. So I think they're really going to head to the game. Um, yeah yeah and i mean like i said we'll definitely have to wait for some of the reviewers out there to look at this because they have a lot of um following they have some community input uh i definitely know for those uh, those of you listeners who follow zolotech on youtube he does a really good job of allowing the community to give some feedback um kind of letting people you know give some input on their experiences so um but as far as this as far as the first 24 hours this has definitely been more than i expected for sure um i was expecting battery drain i was expecting you know multiple app crashes bluetooth not working maybe cell cell phone call drops not at all um for you guys you know out there this is this is a phone that i use for daily phone calls i have i need it for work and stuff like that and i haven't had any issues over the past 24 hours yes that's that's a very strong preliminary you know result um, we'll definitely wait for later on to, you know, continue to give you that feedback. But, um, it, I, I, and for those who are wondering, should you install this? I, I, I always say no, unless you're someone who actually is willing to deal with the risks, don't do it. But if you're out there and you're thinking, Mel, I don't really mind. I'll give it a shot. Go for it. Um, you can always roll back. Obviously you'll have to reset your phone, but, um, yeah, that's just a little bit of a, cautionary note right there um so that's pretty much it for ios 16 obviously there's some other things that they've added and implemented but those are basically the uh, the big things that we want to talk about um and now moving to uh, watch os uh i don't actually have an apple watch jd does so he can probably uh give some more input on this just with uh, the various updates that there are yeah i mean there wasn't really anything strong that i noticed I, i think a lot of it was more pertaining to some of the fitness aspects um they do have a couple of new watch faces, which you kind of expect with each new iteration of watch OS. Um, they also added in, and I think this is, I, I feel like this is more pertaining to uh, iOS, but they also add in the ability where the fitness app on your iPhone can actually detect more activity and stuff like that. So it's kind of like they're helping you, um, you know, achieve those fitness goals without, you know, the need of an Apple watch. Um, they're not really, I feel like they're helping people out without having to force them to buy an Apple watch, which is, which is good. I like that. Um, and then they just have more, some stuff for, you know, heart awareness, uh, AFib, you know, ways to track your medications and stuff like that. Um, so not really anything, um, that I would say was, you know, remarkable, but, um, once we get to use it more, we'll, uh, We'll definitely update you on, you know, how, how we feel about the watch OS for sure. Or at least I will until Miguel gets a watch, an Apple watch for himself. I'm married, so we'll see about may, that. Me, yeah, he's married. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your wife doesn't listen to the channel, does she, man? No, not really. She's not into too much time. <laughs> so, um, 
but yeah, as far as uh, that goes, we'll, we'll move on to a couple other announcements that they had was the M2 chip was announced along with the MacBook Air that was running that chipset. Um, I think we were kind of, I was kind of hoping for more colors, <laughs> but we got yeah. what we got. We got some nice, nice um, colors that came with nice finishes that came with the, uh, with the laptop. Um, for me, it's not so much honest about the colors. I mean, that is kind of a, I guess, slightly vital thing. I think as long as the product uh, shows a, a bigger step than its uh, predecessor, um, to me, that's a bit more important thing. I'm sure you agree with that. Um, oh, sure. But Yeah, so that M2 chip, um, it's definitely some bigger upgrades for sure, uh, just to name a few things. Um 40% faster neural engine, uh, 18% faster than the, um, excuse me, 50% faster CPU than its uh, predecessor, uh, 35% faster GPU, uh, 8-core CPU, 10-core CPU. Um, those are just to name a couple of things. There's a lot, a lot of other things that uh, they've gotten ahead with. Yeah, I think they, uh, the, the M1 had, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it had... Um... 15 billion transistors this one has 20 billion um and then i think it either had 50 or 100 gigabits per or not 50 it either had 50 or 75 gigabits per second and now it's up to 100 for memory bandwidth so um i think it's i think it's now we're on like stepping stones it's nothing that was you know incredibly you know jaw-dropping when you saw the m1 release for the first time comparing it to i intel models and such but um, they're just continuing to improve on the product kind of moving forward. Um, the thing that I was kind of irritated with, um, you know, not, not to jump on the, um, the MacBook Air onto something else, but the 13-inch 13, the 13 MacBook Pro, that one was really a bit of a disappointment. Um, I mean, I guess I get the point that they're trying to, you know, update their lineup to the next-gen chips, but you're putting it on a MacBook that, doesn't have MagSafe, still has the old USB-C charging, still has the touch bar. And for some people, um, it didn't even have the notch. Now, I know that some people are going to think that's, you know, okay, that's great. I, I actually want that laptop, which more power to you. Um, but, I mean, you do get more screen real estate when you have the notch in there versus having that black bar on the top of your screen. So, But that was just my thought. Um, you know, you get a 13-inch MacBook Pro with an M2. That's nice, but it was just more of a more of a letdown in my opinion. I kind of wish they would have done something, but we were lucky to get the MacBook Air, um, and not to harp on the colors, but they come in midnight, starlight, space gray, and silver. So um, very clean look, very thin, very lightweight, but definitely powerful. The sad part uh, in the MacBook Air lineup was the fact that they hiked their price by two hundred dollars. Um, the original MacBook air that had the m1 chip was 999 the base price for the new one is 11.99 so but hey if you go to college you're gonna get 100 bucks off so that's fine yeah there you go you college students you go for it man you deserve it get 100 dollars off <laughs> <laughs> anyway the next thing that uh was uh mentioned at the wwdc is uh mac os and ipad os um the ventura is the new name uh, is the new name yes not mammoth like not mammoth a lot of people were expecting to be mammoth but uh we came out with ventura which you know that's fine by me i don't really care about the names 
<laughs> no, not really. Says the person that really likes to harp on the fact that the next gen, you know, Samsung flip and fold will not have a Z lineup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's out. That's out completely. <laughs> so, but yeah, the um, Mac OS is out, and uh, one thing that really stood out to me, and I would just like to mention before before we talk about specific things, I really think that Apple is moving more towards the sides of efficiency in the workplace with getting things done um, much better, you know, with coworkers and sending stuff. I really think that that's what this update was mainly about, which I'm all for. It really doesn't necessarily go to, towards, you know, cool new features and gigs and stuff like that, um, you know, exactly. just for that much user. But it is a really yep. cool thing for sure. And with that said, uh, the main thing that I was actually really intrigued by was Stage Manager. Again, this is one of those efficiency things if you're working with um, other coworkers and stuff. But it just keeps things, um, if you have multiple um, things open, you can put them to the side and then focus on one thing. And whenever you need to go to a different tab, you can just click right through this sort of, I guess you could say, library of the stuff that's open and go right to it. I thought that was actually really cool. Yeah, it was a nice um, build on to the expose that they brought on with Mac OS in, in um, earlier years. But um, I, I think it's a cool little feature. I don't know how much it will be effective. That that, that would be up to the pro user uh, for sure. Um, but I think I think it'll look, it looks nice. It Like you're saying, they're, they're working more towards efficiency. I, I think that's the most important thing. Um, the, I, Consumers can get kind of irritated if each year you come out with less and less features. I feel like that is more pronounced on a product like iOS because it is such a simple system. Um, Mac OS, that is a you know full-fledged operating system that's running on you know big-time machinery, um, powerful chips and such. And I, I think that um, to have smaller you know additions and features isn't so bad uh, to make sure that your computer is running efficiently to make sure that the bugs are completely worked out because these are pro users using these devices I think that's that's more of a um, an important goal and I think you're right I, I think that's what um, Apple is trying to head towards with this latest update as far as Ventura is concerned yeah uh, and just to name a couple of uh, things we're not going to go in, in into depth but um, there's desk view you can now they, I think they're going to uh, make the sort of, um, I don't know how you'd say it, sort of like clip to your uh, MacBook so you can put your phone over it and use it as an actual camera. Uh, they've all, they also hinted towards a lot of these uh, ga know, advanced gaming features. Uh, they, I think they talked about that a lot more as well. Um, Freeform, again, like we saw, talked about before, the efficiency thing with other, other people, um, that, re that really helps. Uh, just a couple of system settings, accessibility. Uh, that's pretty much all there really was. Yeah, and I think um, a lot of this goes hand-in-hand hand with iPadOS. They're really trying to um, narrow the gap between those two devices. Uh, for example, they're, they're bringing along Colab to help you know a team work together better, easier, um, sharing tabs, editing documents, seeing what people are viewing, um, just so that way they're 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 increasing their productivity. You know they added some smaller features like passkey. Um, they had some improvements to Metal Three. I don't really know 
how much of an impact that will be just because a lot of big time gamers will still be gearing towards Windows um, setups. And I know a lot of people have might have a bad taste in their mouth between um, Apple and Epic with that whole entire fiasco. Um, but yeah, to go back to what you were saying about using your iPhone, I actually think that's more of an impressive feature out of anything they released with Mac OS, in my opinion. Just the fact that you can use a higher rated, better quality camera for your webcam. Um, and then just what they kind of demoed with the uh, wide angle lens, being able to see your desktop and stuff like that and share that at the same time. That's that's really a big feature that I, I think a lot of people would welcome, especially when there's been so many um, third party updates that people have uh, that developers have tried to create to allow you to use your iPhone um, when it's paired with your Mac. So. Um, and then having that handoff between, you know, your iPhone, your iPad and your Mac when, when you're FaceTiming, I think that's really a, a nice addition as well. Yeah, they did have another update as well to um, something that kind of spans outside of iOS and um, watchOS is the Apple CarPlay. Um, the fact that they're trying to expand this into its own one-piece software that controls, or I wouldn't say controls, is expanded across the entire interface of your car is uh, Apple CarPlay. Um, that was a pretty interesting um, update. I wasn't really even expecting something like that. I mean, they make small updates to Apple CarPlay, you know, each year, but it's nothing that's been tremendously, oh, wow, that's amazing. I really wish I had that. This is something that I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see this definitely building um, off of it. And I think the only thing that just kind of sets me off is just the fact that we have to wait for our car makers to start, you know, um, implementing this update. Yeah, and I'm actually seeing a couple of the uh, various, I guess, kind of possible images. Markups. Yeah, yeah. and it, it looks out of this world, like a, the, a futuristic car, honestly. That's really the biggest thing I can say about it. And like you said, car manufacturers, they have to implement this if this wants to be a big thing. So they have to have that push and see, like, is this something I want to do? Are people going to like this? Is it going to help marketing with this kind of car, you know? Um, yeah, and I think, I think you know what really makes me excited? This is a very, very strong, now we might, might be reading in between the lines, but this is a very strong encouragement because it alludes to the possibility of Apple actually making their own car. That's, I was going to mention that because that is something. I mean, it's just, I mean, when you look at this interface for, uh, for those of you guys who've actually, you know, watched Dub Dub and, um, or even just look it up on YouTube and, and see this Apple CarPlay. It is very futuristic. It has a very Tesla-esque style to it. Yes. Um, very clean. I, I, I love it. And I'm looking forward to when, you know, automakers uh, implement this into, you know, their vehicles. And Apple already has um, quite a few manufacturers that are ready to partnership with them on this Apple CarPlay um, implementation here. Uh, you've got Land Rover, Mercedes, Nissan, Porsche. For Porsche was a big surprise for me, actually. Ford, Lincoln, Audi, Jaguar, uh, Acura, Volvo, Honda, Infiniti, Polestar. 
but anyway i mean that's that's really you know comforting to see that i i mean the only one that you see in there that's um an american uh, product is the ford and lincoln yeah um, it doesn't seem like uh musk is making a move <laughs> i really would hope that he would i really doubt that he ever would because i, th- I think he knows what's coming down the line i think he's he's going to stick to his own um yeah that's true internals so, um, but yeah, there, there's, there's quite a few still missing from there, but I think as, as it progresses, as, um, these car manufacturers, uh, start putting in their own vehicles, I think other manufacturers will kind of see how it's going and, and, uh, and come along as well. You know, it, it takes quite a bit just to, um, stretch out, kind of expand what you have, um, try somebody else's product and, and put it into your own vehicles. So um, it doesn't surprise me that not everyone is jumping on right away, um, but you know you've got you got manufacturers like Mazda and Hyundai and Kia and um, all of the GM products there. So um, there's there's quite a few missing still, but we're, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Uh, very customizable. They they showed you that you can change the gauges and how they appear. They have maps right in your um, instrument dashboard very very impressive um, I think the only thing that would concern me in this regard is are they going to approach this the way that they have approached previous versions of iOS um, because this is not something that you mess around with you cannot have crap go down and have bugs just littered in this operating system for CarPlay well here's my other it really question. does need Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. well, here's my question. Um, you know, if these manufacturers, if they're implementing this Apple CarPlay, are they only implementing Apple CarPlay? What about Android Auto? Like, there's so many other contingencies that are held on these um, brands making these cars with it in there. So I'm just, I'm wondering how they're going to do that exactly. Well, my other question would be is, you know, there's already some car manufacturers out there that are um, charging for Apple CarPlay. And I want to know, are they actually going to charge consumers for this version of CarPlay? um, Mm. And how much would it be? Because I I have a hard time believing that uh, most car manufacturers would give or pass on the chance to charge people for this type of software. But that that's really my only, you know, that those are really my only um, concerns. Just the fact that they really need to make sure that this is a strong, stable um, software and whether or not these manufacturers are going to try to, you know, pocket some money for, for this type of uh, technology. Yeah. So, but with that being said, um, that pretty much wraps it up for all we had on this episode. Um, had a lot to go over with WWDC. Uh, we're excited to see what comes in the fall with iPhone 14 and the public release of iOS 16. And if you guys like the episode, feel free to give us a thumbs up and rate the channel. And we'll be back here for the next one. Catch you guys later. Bye.